0: Thank you for listening to Breakthrough Sermon of the Week. We hope you enjoy this message brought to you by John Crumpton. For more podcasts, news, and other events, please visit breakthroughlife.co.za. So one of the things that I'm excited about is that the Lord is helping us to understand who we are in Him, and that we're called to be victorious. A couple of weeks ago we were talking about this whole thing that he's made us to be more than conquerors and that he's, he's, his promises are that we will be overcomers and then the rewards for overcomers it's amazing so he promises this he says I'm going to make you overcomers and he says and then to those who overcome these are all the rewards like he's fitting us on purpose for rewards He's establishing us and he's working in our lives to cause us to be the victorious ones. And he's helping us to be that so that he can give us the rewards. Wow! Okay? So from this place of uh, knowing that we're called to be overcomers, we understand that in order to be an overcomer, there's probably going to be an obstacle. Something in your way that you're going to have to overcome. Yeah? And, and in this process of being overcomers, we learn things about the Lord, we learn things about ourselves, we grow in our faith, we grow in our spiritual maturity. So if you have a victim mentality, you would gravitate to, oh, why is this happening to me? This is not fair. You know, there it goes again. And and we can slip into this victimhood mentality. And it's opposed to the mindset of a victor. A victorious one isn't like oh Where's God? I mean, how is this possible? You know, this always happens, and this is not fair. Breaking news, life is not fair. Life is not fair for believers or unbelievers. Life is just not fair. Okay, we got that one settled? Okay, because if somebody told you just because you're a believer, everything's going to be fair, um, that wasn't the same Bible that we use. Because Jesus promised, he said, in this world you'll have trouble. That's a strange promise. It's like, could we just, you know, erase that one? No, no. Jesus is making sure we understand that there are all kinds of things that we're going to be facing in our lives. And sometimes we're going to bump into an obstacle and it's going to be an opportunity for us to put into practice what it is to be an overcomer in order that we may get a reward. And he wants us to get a reward, so then he allows at times certain things to be in the way so that we can grow and get over it and still get the reward. Yeah? And so we're wanting to be transformed by the renewing of our minds. So our mind doesn't go back to the old position which was, you know, like Eeyore. You ever read the, the, the children's storybook, Winnie the Pooh? Yeah. And a strange name, but anyway. Um, Eeyore was the donkey, and, and Eeyore was... was he, was always under a dark cloud, almost like under depression. And like, it always goes wrong with me. Why does this always happen? And, and so many of us used to have that as the default way of thinking about life. Like somebody doesn't invite you to their birthday party, and you immediately go to a negative space in your heart and your mind. Well, they don't like me anymore. They must hate me. I did something wrong. Maybe there was just only so many people that they could invite and they would like to have invited you but there just wasn't enough space. And it wasn't like I don't like you. It's just there's certain limitations. Yeah. Somebody walked past you, I mean in church of all places and they didn't greet you. You know, and, and so what happens is that sometimes the enemy gets on top of that situation, puts things in your mind like they hate you, you've done something wrong, you're not worthy. And so we can, we can partner with those negative e-or kind of thought processes. It's like, yeah, you see, I'm to this or I'm to that. Now, we need to have a Goldilocks mentality. It's just right. It's not too hot, not too cold. It's just right. Not too hard, not too soft. It's just right. It's just right. So, so we want to change our mindset from an "e or." He always happens to me, or Goldilocks. I should have been a children's ministry this morning. That would have been amazing. It's like, gosh, some of these people have grown up from their kitty stories. Okay. So when we're facing obstacles, instead of retreating back into this place of it's not fair negativity, which is a victim mentality, we actually embrace a victor mentality. Which is actually, you know what? He has another opportunity for me to earn some reward. Amen. It's like he hasn't done this or allowed this. Because sometimes it's just like, it just happens. Right? He could have prevented it, but he, somehow, in the sovereignty, the grace of God, he knows things way beyond what we know. It's like we don't understand everything. And by the way, you know that blank piece of paper you signed when you became a believer? Did they give you one of those? And yeah, when you when you said yes to Jesus, it was like, Yeah, I give you all, I just signed, blank check. You can and and then later on they fill in the verse. You know? That verse about the peace of God which transcends all human understanding. You know that one? Okay. It's in the Bible, okay? The peace of God which transcends human reasoning or understanding. It's like, well, what does that actually mean? Well, if you want his peace, his peace is above my reasoning, rational mind, which means I don't always have to understand what's going on because the peace transcends that. Otherwise, the peace is under the mind. Is it making sense? If I want God to explain everything, then his peace is submitting to my rational mind. I've got to figure it out. He's got to explain himself to me. And I've got to actually be okay with what he's done or said before I'll say, all right, I'll accept peace. But the peace of God goes above it which means we give up the right. That's on that blank piece of paper. I give it everything. I give up the right to have God explain why such and such, etc., etc. The prophets of old, Habakkuk, even if there are no figs on the tree or grapes on the vine or cattle in the stall or sheep in the field or... If everything is gone, yet will I praise the Lord. All right. Basically, just saying in another version, I don't understand what's going on. This doesn't seem fair. It doesn't seem right. But you know what? God, you don't have to explain it to me because you're God and I'm not. You see, it was the other way around. Well, God, you better come through, eh? I'm giving you one more chance. No, no you, I, I'm, it's not you. I'm talking about people you know. Yeah? Who just like, hey, if God doesn't come through, then I'm done with this. Oh, so who's at the, th- at the center? Who's on the throne? Who has to explain to whom? Who is accountable to whom? You know, so we want to make sure we're getting it the right way around. I'm telling you this so that you can help those other people that you know. (laughs) Okay. So, even though everything goes, it's gone. Lord, I'm still going to trust you. I'm still going to praise you. And I'm experiencing and accepting your peace, which transcends my human reasoning. This doesn't make sense. I don't understand it but it's okay God you don't have to explain to me because I'm not the boss you're the boss and so I trust you even though it doesn't make sense this is beyond figuring out okay I'm still going to trust you I think that's why they call it the faith we walk not by sight right but by faith So even though this doesn't appear to be working out, I'm still going to trust you. Because I'm walking by faith. Knowing full well that you can turn every situation around. What the enemy meant for harm, you can turn it around in such a way that at the end of the story, everyone looks and says, wow, wasn't God good to you? He, so he causes all things to turn around and then work for good. Even what the enemy tried to do, to harm, to destroy, God can turn it on the on the devil. So instead of the devil getting a victory, he just gets another defeat. Gotta love this stuff. So we're waiting for the end of the story even though in the middle it's looking like it's chaos it's like I don't know I'm in the washing machine of life I don't know which way is up which way is down I feel like I'm drowning soap in the mouth burning the eyes it's like can some it's like where's load shedding when you need it so I want to get out of this machine you know just like whoa stop pause it's like okay Lord even in the washing machine of life. I'm going to trust you. Knowing I'm going to come out the other side. So, this thing of obstacles that we overcome, that's one of the things that we face in our Christian life. And it's one of the things, okay, because I know that you guys are amazing and you are joining all these dots together because of where we've been tracking since the beginning of the year. That as we walk into 2024, we know that there are doors, yes, we know that there's more that the Lord has for us, that he's going to bring revelation, and that some of the revelation, just like the disciples when they were on the boat in the middle of the storm, and Jesus came walking on the water over these surging waves, the wind was so strong, it was battering against the boat it took them pretty much all night and they only went about six kilometers something that should have taken them you know like half an hour and they've been at it for hours they were just like they were going nowhere it's like they were on a treadmill And, and Jesus comes and he reveals something of his power over nature it's like he walks on water who does that it's like it must be a ghost. This is unbelievable. This something from the spiritual realm was actually manifesting in front of them. So they got to see something. It wasn't a ghost, it was Jesus. And Jesus walking on water is like, how does he do that? And Peter says, if it's you, call me. Which is a pretty weird thing. Anyway, so he steps out the boat, starts walking, but he's walking on, on stormy waters but he's seeing something of Jesus and then unfortunately he takes his eyes off Jesus and he looks at the storm and things begin to go low help me Jesus immediately Jesus is there he was a distance walking towards Jesus and then he starts sinking but immediately cries out to the Lord immediately Jesus is there This is an amazing immediate. It's like you feel like you're drowning. You cry out to the Lord. He's there immediately. He's not far off. He's there. And then he says, Come on, but well done. Little faith, but oh dear, there'll be another chance. Come, let's get in the boat. They get in the boat. Immediately they climb in the boat. Wind. (laughs) Calm. The waves, I mean, all that energy that's in the water, whew, calm. And then they find themselves, they've been rowing pretty much the whole night. And then it says immediately they're at the shore. These immediately's, it's phenomenal, Right? And we all say, Lord, show us more, the door for more more revelation, all you're doing, your power, your glory, the miraculous. We want to see more. Okay? Just remember the backdrop of that revealing more of his power, it says that when Jesus got in the boat and they saw, and then the wind and the waves died down, it says that in the boat they bowed down and worshipped. It's going, woof! this is God. Because he's transcendent over natural things they had a revelation of uh, that this is God and they bow down. Right? But the backdrop was storm. Correct? Okay. We, in 24, the Lord is inviting us to look and see what he's doing in a whole different way, but it's probably against the backdrop of storm. Are we okay? I I personally don't enjoy it when when people sugarcoat things and they don't tell you the whole truth. You know, it's like no, it's all going to be fine, blah, blah blah. But actually, you know, when you go hiking, and you you know you've been going for a long while, and the backpack is going like, oh gosh. And you've gone through your water bottle, and like, and they say how much further? They say it's just around the next corner. (laughs) You know, well, it's just over the next rise, yeah. And then you go around the next corner, just over the next rise, and it's like, oh, sorry, one more corner. And it's like any good preach—you've got to have lots of endings. So the hike feels like this is like this never-ending journey. Rather just tell me it's this amount of distance is these many hills. This is what you're going to have to face, but you'll make it. Rather be honest and truthful. And I think it's really useful for us in the kingdom of God to be honest and truthful. Jesus said, in this world you'll have trouble. And he works in and through and against the backdrop of so many things. He, He doesn't have to have... Perfect, idyllic conditions before he can move. He can move even in the middle of a storm. So if we're facing some storms, it's okay, he can still move. Okay. So in this year, as we're going along, there are going to be some challenges, there are going to be opportunities for us to be Overcomers. Yeah? But he promised rewards and we'd be more than conquerors. Okay? Now, not only are we overcomers, but he put us in a family here called Breakthrough. I mean, what a family. They can't even spell properly. (laughs) It's like, what is this now? How do you spell this? What does this mean? Whatever. And um, the thing with god is that names are significant yes names have meanings have connotation there's 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 something that's being revealed in and through names yeah so i know that i'm god's favorite because my name is john yeah john means beloved of god Anybody want to change their name? (laughs) Okay. So, in the name Breakthrough, there's something significant that the Lord's wanting to communicate to us as to why we are Breakthrough. Because you want to live up to your name. Right? And also you want to understand what it is that you are going to be going through. All right? So this name breakthrough is, is speaking to us about what we're going to be facing in life and that as we live up to our name, we're able to reach out to others and say, hey, you too can get a breakthrough. Amen. All right, Turn with me, please, in your Bible to Micah chapter 2. Micah chapter 2 and verse 12. And here is the, in a sense, the, the, the base scripture for our name, Breakthrough. Okay, albeit a slightly different spelling. So, if you've got a paper Bible, it's probably easier just to use the index. Because you know, this guy is like in those minor prophets, one of those underground movement chaps. And is small little book somewhere in the middle there. And because they're so small and you're flicking fast, trying you know beat the person next to you, sometimes you go past them and you go like, whoopsie, too far. And you go back and you're just like, my Bible doesn't have Micah. <laughs> no, just use the index. Um, otherwise, if you've got one of these electronic Bibles, it helps us. Now, listen, man, when I was a kid, you showed how spiritual you were by knowing where the books in the Bible were. It didn't matter that you were a rascal at school, as long as you knew where the books were. (laughs) Uh, Oh, you're crazy, right? Okay, I've given you enough time to get to Micah. So Micah chapter 2, verse 12. I will surely gather all of you, Jacob. I will surely bring together the remnant of Israel. I will bring them together like sheep in a pen, like a flock in its pasture. The place will throng with people. The one who breaks open the way will go up before them. They will break through the gate and go out. Their king will pass through before them, the Lord at their head. Hallelujah. Okay, so let's just go back to verse 12 because it's setting something of the context here. So the people of God are in captivity. They're in exile. They've been naughty boys and girls for a long time. They've not been serving the Lord properly. He sent prophets to call them to repentance, but they ignored and they carried on doing their own things. So he said, all right, time for a timeout. So they went on timeout for 70 years. We call it the captivity. And just, you go and sit in the corner and you just think about it. And so they had 70 years to think about the error of their ways and repent and repent. And then they called back to the Lord and they turned back and then they returned back to the land. So that's part of this context of Micah is that part of the the history in the Bible. Okay? So, verse 12. I will surely gather all of you, Jacob. I will surely bring together the remnant of Israel. Now, this is the same person. This is two Facebook profiles for the same person. So Jacob and Israel, it's the same dude. Jacob was a deceiver. And um, the Lord fixed to fix to fix him because he deceived his brother Esau out of the inheritance. Remember that? So he was a deceiver. His twin brother got the short end of the ankle. He came out grasping the ankle. Okay. So he was grasping a deceiver, grasping, taking things that didn't belong to him. Yes. And so God fixed a fix to fix him and he went to go and work for his uncle Laban. And uncle Laban was a worse deceiver than Jacob was. And it got all the deceit out of Jacob. So Jacob then is heading back and he's going to go and get reconciled with his brother Esau. But he has an encounter with an angel of God might have been a theophany, might have been, you know, God Jesus in a form, but he wrestles with the angel all night, and he says, bless me, and all the rest of it. But his name in that encounter with God changes. You were Jacob, a deceiver, but now I make you Israel, which means a prince with God. Righteousness, integrity, straight up and down, you're a prince with God you used to be all bent and twisted and conniving or whatever, and I've got that stuff out of you, I'll give you a new name. That, that, that Jacob thing is no longer your identity. This is awesome, yeah? And so um, I, will, I will gather you, I'll bring together the remnant, okay? So everybody who was at timeout, I'm going to gather the remnant. So if you feel like I've been in a prison I've been in captivity. The Lord is speaking to you and saying, listen, I'm going to gather you out of that like I gathered the remnant. I'm going to bring you out of that. This is a year of open doors. And for different people, it's going to mean different things. It's going to play out in our lives in different ways. So for some of us, we feel like we've been in captivity. It's like 70 years of captivity. That's a very long time. Right? Right? And some of you feel like you've been trapped in a situation, and a circumstance. There's been like, almost like a chastening. There's been no room to move. And the Lord wants to speak a word of encouragement to you this morning. That's not your final destination. He's going to gather you like the remnant and is going to bring you out of exile. He's going to bring you back into your land. Come on, can we give praise to the Lord? Okay. So I will bring them together like sheep in a pen, like a flock in its pasture. The place will throng with people. Now you've got to say that very carefully. You've got to have the correct pronunciation because otherwise we have a lot of people gathered here in thongs. And that's not quite what we were hoping for. Okay. Scary thought. So the throng will gather appropriately dressed. Okay, But it's speaking of he's bringing a heap of people into freedom. Come on. We, we've got to change something of our mindset that it's like us four no more. It's just a few select people that is, is going to experience freedom. No, no, no. He's bringing a massive amount of people. The place is just going to be buzzing. It's going to be like a throng. And the Lord spoke this to me very particularly, uh, it was about 18 years ago, when we were, uh, like the whole church was less than this section. That's how many people were, were, were part of Breakthrough. And he said the whole place will throng with many people. He was speaking prophetically back then before we began to see the outworking of what he's doing. But this was the word that was spoken to us as breakthrough that we're going to break through and there's going to be a big throng of people. Yeah? This is awesome. Yeah? And it's not about like, hey, we've got to be a lot of people. You know, it, it's not like, hey, the more people we get in the building, the more it validates us. So then we, you know, we, we, we're right. Everybody else is wrong. We're right. No, 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 no. That's, that's n- we don't even think like that. Right, God's working with them, and he's working with them, and he's working with them. But hallelujah, he's also working with us. Yay. So we say, thank you, Lord, for what you're doing. But you do all that you want to do. Let us not put our limitations on what you're wanting to do. And there used to be a mentality, um, um, largely with myself, I guess, it's like, you know what? Let's keep it small and tight and intimate. We know each other by name. I know the kids' names. We're just like, you know, we, 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 we're a happy family. And um, could you mind just close the door? We don't want anybody else in. I mean, I once joked with a guy who phoned. Um, he said, hey, I've heard about this church, whatever, you know, like to come. I said, well, um, we fool. That <laughs> was just silence on the other side of the phone. Because he, like he'd never heard anyone say. (laughs) I was joking with him, but anyway. um, (laughs) But we've got to get past this kind of, hey, it's just me and my small kuna and you and yours. I mean, we used to sing that as tiny little kids in Sunday school a few decades ago. I sincerely hope Children's Ministry is not singing that song anymore me in my small corner. This is not a small corner. This is God's earth. Yeah, and he's doing stuff and we're part of a massive throng of people, like a billion people serving Jesus, going flat out. Yeah? Okay. So, in, okay, let's keep everybody friends. Um, Verse 13. This is the crux of the verse for breakthrough. The one, can you see that one is capitalized? What does that mean? It's talking about God. The one who breaks open the way will go up before them. They will break through the gate and go out. Let's just keep that scripture there. The one who breaks open the way will go before them. God is going before us. Just like when the people of God came out of Egypt, came out of captivity, came out of bondage. They were slaves. When they threw off that slavery, God was going before them. A pillar of cloud by day... And fire by night. And when the cloud moved, the, the priests would shout, let God arise. Let God arise. And that was the sound for about three million people. Pack up your stuff. Get everything in the tent. Let's go because God is moving. They noticed that the cloud was moving. God was going before them to lead them. And the call, the cry was, let God arise. It's time to? Okay. So God goes before. The breaker goes before. He's leading. So his presence is leading us. So we are presence led, not principle driven. Yes, it's good to have principles, all the rest of it, but always principles are subservient to presence. It's like, God, what are you doing now in this season? Like, we're going to follow what you're doing. Yeah? We're going to do it corporately. We're going to do it individually. So we're watching to see the one he's going before us, he's bringing the breakthrough. Yeah? This is amazing. Okay? Okay. But did you notice, it says the one who breaks open the way, it goes before, they will break through. So which one is it? It's both. It's the glory of the both and. It's God moving and breaking open the way, even as we go through and break it open. God said to his people, I've got this amazing place for you. Let's call it the promised land. It's a land flowing with milk and honey. The wine is dripping down the mountains. It's the most glorious place. Even on the top of barren heights, I'm going to cause harvest and it's just going to be absolutely glorious. You'll all have your own vine and fig tree and hallelujah, let's go. And I'm going to give it to you. It's, your, it's yours. It's an inheritance. So now get up and go and fight and take it. Uh, is it a gift or is it like we've got to go and contend? Yes. Uh, yes what? Yes. <laughs> well, what must we do? Just do it. Do what? Do both. Receive and go and fight. Okay. Let me just come back a bit here. The receive part. You know, some of us really struggle with receiving. Like we don't have the value on our lives the way God has got value on our lives. So we think, well, I'm not worthy. If somebody wants to give you a gift, oh, no, 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 no. Somebody else, you know, they deserve it more. This is not about deserving. You don't earn a gift. You receive a gift. And sometimes the enemy puts all kinds of things in our minds like, you know, this and this that you did wrong and you don't come from the right background and this and this. And, and, and we can agree with those voices because we're not worthy. But he's making us, he's made us worthy. So he's changing us on the inside and he says there's value in you. So we've got to let our mind and our emotions catch up with what he says. This is the being transformed by the renewing of your mind. So don't think of yourself too lowly. I mean, of course, don't think of yourself too highly, but don't think of yourself too lowly, which is what a lot of people do. And they're kind of like, oh, I I can't receive this. This is too much. I mean, you, you, you did what? This is whew, too much. And, and, and you make excuses about God's blessing and favor and goodness on your life. So we've actually got to work through and allow the Holy Spirit to bring about a shift and a change that we might mature and grow up into the place where we know we're royalty and it's okay for royalty to receive because we're king's kids and tribute is given to royalty got very quiet in here we're processing right let's not sabotage what the Lord wants to do because of a wrong mindset or partnering with the enemy when he says nah you're useless. I mean, people were used to break us down. You're stupid. You're useless. You're too fast. Uh, you're too slow. You're too... You're too... You're too... you too. You're too <laughs> what? Whatever, it's... No, no, no. He says... Goldilocks? Just right. So it can receive. Because rewards we receive. Uh, Sorry, gifts. Gifts we receive presents. But rewards are for doing exploits. Like an overcomer. So some of the things, yes, we are to partner with him in order that we might receive a reward. There's been something that we've put in, in terms of obedience, and obedience brings reward. But there are other things, like I haven't done anything, precisely. Yeah, but I don't deserve, it's not about doing anything, just receive. And allow the other person the opportunity to be blessed through their giving. Because it's more blessed to give than to receive. And if you in your whatever thinking is kind of whoa, whoa, well I can't receive this, you're denying the other person of being able to bless you and to receive a blessing themselves. Now I know you don't ever struggle with this thing, but you know, there've been there have been a heap of times in my life, it's just like, whoa. And my immediate response shows my level of maturity in this area. It's like a thermometer. Sometimes the reading doesn't please me because my I want to say no, too much, slow down, whoa, whoa, overwhelming. Yeah. So the Lord gives us opportunities to measure how we're doing on this front. It's not entitlement. You guys owe me. Where's my gift? That's, that's not the equation. But as we are being blessed with simple things or complex things, what's the immediate response on the inside towards that? And allow the Holy Spirit to cause us to become whole and to silence the lies of the enemy when he says, you're not worth, worth it. You shouldn't be getting this. Or the, the thing goes on in the, on the inside of us, I can't take this because I know who I am and if they knew who I was, they wouldn't give this to me because they must think I'm something that I'm not, so I'm like a fraud. So I can't receive this gift because I... And that becomes a sabotaging action of the blessing that the Lord wants to pour into your life. Does this make sense? Okay. So I believe the Holy Spirit is just bringing some healing and wholeness into our lives, into our hearts, that we might receive and steward with, with grace and gratitude and thanksgiving. That we might actually recognize man, he's, he's called us out of the pit, He's putting us on the rock. And he says, like with the prodigal son. He's like, clean him up, man. Put a robe on. Ring on the finger. Sandals on the feet. Let's kill the fatted calf. And the guy's kind of like, I don't even deserve to be a servant. He says, whoa, whoa, whoa. Stop that language. Stop that talk. That's not how I see you. Come on. I want to lavish love on you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. So we're going to learn to receive. Yeah? So that's the receiving bit. There's a reward bit for overcoming, right? Being more than a conqueror. And a similar kind of thing, instead of it being an overcomer, but now there's a wall, there's an obstacle, there's a barrier that actually needs to be smashed down. It's a breakthrough So we're creating this breach, if you like, in the wall. We're breaking a way open. It's not like we've got to overcome it. This is a different scenario. And in this, the Lord is working powerfully, and the one who breaks open the way is going before us, but we have to break through. So it's both him and us. There's this funny little story about an elephant that had a mouse riding on, on its back and there was this suspension swing bridge over this, this valley and as they're going they're kind of like singing and whatever and the bridge is like whoo, swinging under the weight of it and as they get to the other, star, other side the mouse says to the elephant but my goodness but we swung that bridge. It's like, ah, uh, yeah, Mr. Mouse, <laughs> that was your contribution. But all of the tons of the elephant. Sometimes it's like we're riding on his back. And the one who breaks open is roaring and he's fighting on our behalf. But we get to be a part of it so that we might get some reward. We might share in what he's doing. And so there's a partnering with. And and so when we are faced with opposition, again, but like when we've got an obstacle we've got to get over, when there's a wall, and the wall could be health, could be relationships, could be your finances, whatever the thing might be that's blocking It's like, what did I do to deserve this? No, you didn't do anything. It's just there. Well, what am I supposed to do about it? Ask the Lord. Because there could be a lesson that you're going to learn, a victory that you're going to gain, because there's reward for those who go through. Not just for yourself, but once you've broken open the way, it's opened up that others can come through. That's why you're called breakthrough. It's not like the church is called breakthrough. No, we are called breakthrough. Why? Because the Lord wants to cause us to grow up, mature, develop our spiritual muscles that when we face these things, we figure out, is this something we hop over or is this something we smash through? What, what, what's, what's it this time? so that we've got a story to tell others. Listen, follow in my footsteps. I've found the way through this thing. So we can help others into that place of breakthrough. Yeah? Isn't that awesome? So let's finish up there in, in, um, in verse 13. Their king will pass through before them, the Lord at their head. He is going to lead us into victory. Yeah. Just uh, one other uh, translation. Your leader will break out and lead you out of exile. Out through the gates of the enemy cities, back to your own land. Your king will lead you. The Lord himself will guide you. This is awesome stuff. Yeah? And so, as we're facing the challenges of 24, what the Spirit is doing during this time is he's giving us opportunities to grow and develop and mature. And these things that are in the way, doesn't matter if an enemy has done it or not, God's going to use it as an opportunity to strengthen you and to show off. Hallelujah. All right. So, I've got good news. Breakthrough people. I've got good news. Your name means you're going to face opportunities to get breakthrough. Okay, you you clapped a little bit too enthusiastically there, so I think you didn't actually understand what I was saying. All right? Did you understand what I'm saying? Okay? Opportunities for breakthrough... Put it like this. You only need a miracle when you need a miracle. If you can figure it out, if God has given you the resource, the ability, everything, he says, there you go. Then you do it. You be a good steward with what he's entrusted to you. But you need a miracle where you're like, I have exhausted everything you've given me, and this is beyond me, this is impossible, I need a miracle. And that's when you get a miracle, when it's beyond Beyond, beyond. ne? Okay. You only get a breakthrough when there is something that is virtually impenetrable. And the, this is not something you can go over. This, some, this has got to be smashed to create an opening that you can go through. It's not easy. However, the rewards are fantastic for you and for those who are going to come after you. So because we call breakthrough this is a chance anybody wants to leave you know you can resign I hereby resign from breakthrough I do not want to face okay remember that blank piece of paper we spoke about okay the point is that to live up to our name he will help us live up to our name but I don't want you to think like, hey, everything's going to be easy and calm. Remember the storm and revelation? There are going to be some storms. There are going to be some things that we're going to need breakthrough, but the Lord's going to give us strategy. He's going to give us the power. He's going to give us the strength. He's going to be the one actually like the elephant swinging the bridge. He's the one who's doing the most of the work, even if it feels like we're giving our everything, and we are, but just know He's doing so much more, 7,000 times more than what we're doing. Is this making sense? So we know there's a victorious outcome. We know that there's, you know, peace and and all the good things on the other side of it, but we're in a wrestle. And so, okay, this is what we're up for. Okay, it's time to fight. Gird up your loins, pick up your sword, get the shield, helmet on. Okay, come on, let's go. Hoo-ha! I'm not a wimpy Christian. It's got nothing to do with that restaurant. It's, you know, it's like floppy, sloppy, nerdy. No, no, no. That's why with children's ministry, you want strong men doing children's ministry. Man, when I was this side, it was all the old ladies doing children uh, Sunday school. It's like, what kind of a boy wants to, no, no. We want the strong warriors. We want the bodybuilder types. We want them doing children's ministry. Okay, this is, okay, we're in. All right. Are you with me? Okay. We've got a fight on our hands. Okay. Right? Because we're clothed with his spiritual armor that he's given us. And he's assured us of the victory. So we don't have a victim mentality, we have a victor mentality. We're going to win, we're going to smash through some things. We're going to live up to our name. Amen. Come this day. All right, let's stand together. Can we say, thank you, Lord, that you are the one who breaks open the way, that you are the breaker. Thank you that you are the one who releases breakthrough anointing over our lives, in our lives, through our lives. Thank you that we just have to keep our eye on you and we can keep above the storm, we can keep above the waves if we keep our eye on you. Thank you, that you are the victorious one and that you lead us in victory and in triumph. We thank you that you give us opportunities to earn reward and that the outcome is secure. We also say thank you, Lord, that you're teaching us to receive, to be able to allow others to wash our feet to allow others to be blessed through their giving and their sacrifice Lord would you heal the wounds deep inside Lord would you eradicate the lies that we've believed about ourselves and our worthlessness and that you say we are worthy help us with that Lord, as we're facing whatever challenges in the year, the season ahead, whatever time frame it may be, that we might have the mind of Christ, that we might recognize what's going on, that we can pick up the weapons of our warfare and we can push through. Thank you that you're with us, That you've not abandoned us, that facing obstacles is not a sign that you have left us, or that the enemy is winning. No, this is just another opportunity to destroy and defeat the works of the evil one, and that you might get your full reward. So Lord, would you watch over each one of us as we go from here. We just thank you for that testimony from Michael of your protection over his life. We ask, Lord, for protection over our lives and our families. We ask, Lord, for peace to flood our hearts and our minds, even if we don't understand what's going on. But we invite you to just be the prince of peace in our lives. And we ask, Lord, for joy to bubble up from deep within. Let a river like a fountain spring up. And we just so filled with joy that people actually don't understand why we're so joyful. Let it even astound us that we wake up singing songs of deliverance in the middle of the night. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for your provision. Thank you, Lord, for our brothers and sisters and all God's people who are full of love and life and victory and triumph who are the overcoming ones, the beautiful breakthrough family, they all said...